Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Welcome, Powerful Nonsense folk and nonsenses stuff uh yes oh uh so gems if you didn't listen last week listen to last week's episode gems buggered off and left me on my own with adam perona Wright, who has he's a long time listener of the show and decided he wanted to come on and interview gem and i um to turn the tables on us um so yeah so if you haven't listened to last week's episode go back because gem's been interviewed and then come back to this one. <laughs> and then all the context will have been explained already. Because I'm not going to explain it again. Because I'm feeling lazy. So Super smooth. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pro. I've done this before. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to hand the reins over to you then, Adam. Um, Good mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm so, putting, putting <laughs> yeah. my fate in your hands, as it Is were. It, those eyes are like that. Go on, you can talk now. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah. Go on, show so, me so, what you got. So I suppose, i say... If you haven't listened to last week, for the context, it was just that, and obviously I'm sure you will have listened to it because you should do, <laughs> but it's just a bit of the context is, listen to Pavel Nonsense for a long period of time and like I say, you guys give fantastic information and kind of mention little bits about yourselves, but part of the appeal is that, like I say, that, that you guys aren't these kind of multi-millionaires mm-hmm. pretending you're sitting on a beach having start like done a startup sold for a couple of million and now you're like mm. you can be like me which is all uh-huh. fake anyway and, uh-huh. and actually it's about kind of wanting to unpick a little bit more for where you guys are from where your mm-hmm. headspace is at where you're mm-hmm. looking to take this to for let's say specifically for powerful nonsense and also for yeah outside and, and who are you Wayne England okay yeah so that was kind of where I'm coming mm-hmm. from um and so let's say uh Chem giving us a little bit of the insight about how you met beautiful yeah, that yeah. he basically bought your friendship with beers at uni oh is that how he put it, is that <laughs> he, how he, put it? he basically said his dad told him he should bring beers and he sat there and oh, waited oh yeah no that is true yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that so is true I think that's a good tactic, I remember him walking yeah? into the into the student halls he's like beer anyone Yes. Yeah, no, he has told me that a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can be I hadn't friends. quite framed it around of him having bought my friendship. Now I feel really cheap. Mate, I, I thought easy. it was more a cheap tactic by him, but I liked it. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. But it means I'm easily bought. That's that's the thing. Yeah, but, but genuinely, it's the chemistry that you boys have got, like, is mm-hmm. fantastic. And so, let's uh, say, specifically, picking a powerful nonsense itself, Yeah. why do you do it and what do you get out of it? Ooh. That is a really actually interesting question, one that I've not really considered all that much. Because 
the thing with me and Jem, and I'm sure Jem probably said this uh, in the last episode, uh, is me and Jem really see things through a very similar lens. Yeah. Um, and we always, no matter what we're doing, always end up finding ourselves deep in conversation. Yeah. Trying to put the world to rights <laughs> and all of that jazz. And um, ultimately, I know Jem, Jem had Powerful Nonsense, the blog, uh, before it was Powerful Nonsense, the podcast, yeah. um, which was him kind of putting out his perspective on yeah, things. Yeah, say venting, maybe not yeah. fair, like, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, in a way venting, but it was, it was, it was a lot more intellectual, I'd, yes. I'd say, than, than just pure venting. But, but there was an element of that there as well, because he was kind of going through his own journey. Yeah. Um, and I was going through mine as, a, as an actor. And I know he wanted to turn it into a podcast. He decided that's what he wanted to do. And I know he brought me in because of, obviously, my uh, skill as a performer. Um, so I know there was that element of it. But there was also the element where we were meeting up for coffee and just having these sorts of conversations anyway. Yeah, nice. Um, so it was kind of an element of just, well, we're doing it anyway why don't we just hit record and put it out there? Yeah, sure. Um, so a lot of it is just because it allows, and again, I'm sure Jem said this last week, it allows us to pontificate and and really think about what it is that we're experiencing on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, the things that we're looking at that are piquing our interest from a... Uh, entrepreneurial lens from a lifestyle lens and from a bigger picture what's going on in the world kind of lens so it really just allows us to kind of connect in that way and we just kind of we know that what we're saying not everybody's thinking that way but um if i may blow our own trumpet for a moment um (laughs) you may does make a lot of sense (laughs) yes and i think a lot of people and i think we were surprised as to how much a lot of people went, actually, you know what, you're totally right. We've yeah. had so many people say to us like, oh, you pair are wise beyond your years and whatever. And, and to yeah. us, it just makes logical sense. We're not, we're not trying to be, um, you know, messiahs or anything like that. We're just, we're just saying what we see. But, but I think you say that lots of people aren't thinking it. And I think that the movement is towards it's starting it, to happen yeah. now. So, but when, so, certainly when we started, it was, it was the seeds of an idea here yeah. in this country. I know it's happening a lot in the States. But, Fair. but here, I'd say we're probably about five years behind the States in our overall thinking okay. of things. I hate agreeing with you for that. Like, yeah, but I, can yeah, I, know, I, know, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Sorry, sorry to any uh, listeners over in the States that we've got, but I know sorry. exactly what you mean. No, I do. Um, because Particularly because we like to think as a country that we're so ahead of the curve. And really, in reality, if you look at what the States are doing, Fair. they are probably about five years ahead of us in terms of how the world is evolving. Fair. Um, not necessarily in everything, but certainly in that aspect. Sure. And how, particularly how uh, working life is evolving. Sure. So, so like, say, so one of the key things, obviously, it says in your intro every week, you're helping mm-hmm. people, like, say, escape the night of five grind mm-hmm. or kind of get a living Funnily outside. enough, we are actually planning to have a, it, well, it hasn't been done yet, but we are actually planning to have a new intro for oh. this episode and the previous episode. So that will Just probably be it. gone. Sorry. But, <laughs> but continue. So, so, the point remains. So, so the, yeah, so the, I suppose it almost then becomes two points. So, mm. so that's the, the question of what are you looking to solve? Mm. Like, what are you looking to help people with, with this podcast? And yeah. the, especially if you're changing the intro mm. what's your new vision or why are you changing that so i think when we started 
um, it was very heavily focused on uh, entrepreneurship specifically. Sure. And I think the reason for that was because at that point, what, about three years ago now, at that point, the Ooh. whole entrepreneurial, whoop, 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 <laughs> uh, the whole entrepreneurial thing, um, and the whole self-employed movement, yeah, um, again was only just starting to take hold here. Fair. Now most people um, have got some side project that they're working on in the hopes that that's going to make them a little bit of money. Okay, uh, nice. maybe not necessarily to live off, but certainly to help towards their their bills. And Fair. Whatever. And if they are able to transition into that full time, then they will. Um, so we kind of looked at the world and we were like this whole go to university, get a degree, um, then you're off on your career, you're sorted for life just doesn't work anymore. Um, so for us, the podcast was kind of a solution to kind of go, well, here's this other way that the education system's not really talking about because the education system's not built for that. Um, so that was how it kind of started. And then over time, we started to really narrow in on what our audience really was. Okay. And it became less about necessarily being an entrepreneur and more about just generally being a millennial. Okay. Um, because it's the millennial generation that's really seeing this change and experiencing this change firsthand. Yeah. Um, so then it became this kind of more lifestyle podcast yeah. with entrepreneurship being the cornerstone of what it is that we, um, we talk about. Yeah. Um, but more about looking at the general, like, what do you want out of life? Yes, okay. Um, and then, um, as time's gone on since then, probably about a year later, we're now looking at it and going, well, there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. Because now we're heading into, we live in the sci-fi future that we all dreamed of as yeah, kids. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, you know, the driverless car is here. Yeah. My dad is picking up his Tesla this weekend. He's very excited. Is he? Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we, we're living in that future now. Yeah. Um, so it then begs the questions of where's everything going? How's all this super exciting technology that we've always dreamed of going to affect our lives? Yeah. So now the whole millennial thing is an even bigger question. Yeah. It's not even. It's no longer what you're going to do for a career. It's not even anymore how you're going to build your lifestyle. Yeah. It's now also how are you going to build your lifestyle around a career that you're excited about whilst also acknowledging the fact that the world is changing at a faster rate than we can keep up yes with. yeah indeed and yeah. that's kind of where i see and i think the the content that we've put out in recent weeks definitely sure is really starting to to take that angle so, so just because we're going down this line yeah, before yeah. we come back to yourself then directly yeah, so yeah, sure. let's say it's interesting how powerful nonsense has evolved or kind of pivoted at different points mm-hmm. so let's say you're now looking to help people with this evolving world etc yeah yeah so when does it when is your job done or like what are you looking to achieve with mm. this by kind of talking to your audience etc i think just some awareness really yeah because um you know i i talk about i particularly talk about this with actors at the moment because i think I was having a conversation last night. We're as an industry uh, five years behind everybody else. Fair. So if so, if we're five years behind the US, generally speaking, in terms of yeah. working life, then in as an acting industry, we're ten years behind the US because we're five years behind them anyway. Fair. Plus five years behind Fair. our technology. I got the mask. Um, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was never my job. Um, yeah. Um, 
so it's just this kind of awareness and kind of going, look, at the end of the day, like we've got tube strikes on today. Yeah. And I say, you know, I understand their predicament, but I don't think they understand their predicament, which is the more they strike, the more likely they are to be replaced by a computer. Yeah. Is the truth of it. Yeah. Um, we had tube strikes about a year ago because ticket offices were closing. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's quicker for me to go to a, a computer screen, tap a couple of buttons. Yeah. And, you know, it, three, the computer's not going to be hung over one day and take a little bit longer yeah. when I want to get on the train. So it's more efficient. And that's kind of the world that we're going in. So the job I don't think is ever going to be done because... You know, once the uh, digital revolution's finished, there's yeah. going to be another revolution that's going to happen, and so on and so on and so on. So the job will never ever be done. Um, but I think the main thing for us is just awareness. Yeah, yeah good. More than anything else. Good, good man. And and like I say it's nice to know that you're actually having that impact on people, etc. Yeah, yeah so. which I think is was definitely a shock for me and Jem. There are still so many listeners that we have that we don't even know of. Yeah, fair. The, do you the, get that feedback loop from people then? Like, not yeah. really. It's interesting. And I think it's one of the things that me and Gemma are constantly scratching our heads over. Okay. We know we've got people that keep coming back and listening to the show again yeah, and again yeah. and again. The data shows it. Yeah. We have some very committed fans. Nice. But they're very quiet fans. Anonymous fans. They are. They are. <laughs> it's yeah. almost a little bit worrying and disconcerting <laughs> because there are, there are, you know, well over a thousand people, nearly two thousand people, probably committed. Amazing. Two thousand people who know who we are. Yeah. And we don't have a clue who they are. <laughs> and that's kind of scary. Yeah. In and, a wonderful way. And do you have plans then to kind of like would you have an ask for them to get in touch to say Yeah, well we do. We do regularly. Yeah, we we think... kind of ask tweet us, email us, whatever. The 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 channels are open. Yeah. So please like reach out. Um, we do have we have a handful yeah. of people that we do um, engage with fairly regularly, um, but for the most part, don't have a clue. Yeah, nice. nice. We just know that they're there, which is comforting. Yeah, well, and, and, <laughs> and, and even that by the fact that they're giving their time and listening to you, like say week in week yeah, out, yeah. that there's definitely value because people are precious about their time. Otherwise, mm. that's a chop and change podcast all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. I cut. do all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get to a point. I get cut. to a point where I'm going. Yeah. I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, Something's got to go. <laughs> Good man. So let's 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 say let's jump right back to the beginning. So okay. yeah. let's say you and Chem cover the literally the kind of the two different options of going to uni. So yeah. Chem went not really knowing what the hell he wanted to do, and yeah. kind of like I was going to say bumbled his way again. Not sort of saying that in derogatory manner at all, but yeah. like a hell of a lot of people do. Mm. They go because you're told uni is good. You come out the back of it, kind of expecting a job. Whereas yourself, you clearly admitted, and part of the reason you chose your course is that you knew at an early stage you wanted yeah. to be an actor. Yeah, I knew I wanted to be an actor before I knew I knew I wanted to be an actor. If that makes sense. No, go on. Um, so I remember the moment where I went. I can make a career out of this. Okay. Interesting. That's what I'm going to do. I also remember the moment where I went, this is what I'm fucking good at. Yeah, good man. So what was the first moment? But beyond that, when I look back, from the very first moment that I can think of as a child, that's what I wanted to do. It's interesting. We, Wait, I think we, I th- it, is, it is wonderful. <laughs> and I, it, but it also comes with a curse in that I can't, I cannot, 
um, relate to anybody that says, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I just can't, yeah, I can't fair. fathom it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we, I think me and Jen mentioned these in a recent episode, but um, the, do you, did you have a record of achievement? Yeah, yeah, right? beautiful maroon you, bands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that you wrote when you were like two years old. Well, not two years old, seven years old, not having a clue what it was for. And interestingly, I found mine. And I was just flicking through because I was curious. And this was probably about 10 years ago now. So I was probably about 15 and I found mine uh, from when I was like seven years old. Was it seven? It might have been a little bit older. <laughs> Around that young, impressionable yeah. age. Yeah. And there was a question that we had to fill in on this worksheet, which was, um, what are you most looking forward to? I think I decided I wanted to be an actor. Like, as in, that's my career choice at about 13. Okay. I got into acting consciously at the, about the age of 10. Okay, nice. Um, so about probably seven, eight, nine, whatever age this was. Yeah. There was this question. What are you most looking forward to about senior school? And my answer was, curiously, uh, drama lessons. Was it? Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Without even realising that that was ultimately what I was lining myself up for. So on a subconscious level. And you know, I was doing, yeah, the, I was doing really the school nice shows yeah. Yeah. from like reception. Sure. All the way through. And I remember getting a small role and being gutted I got a small role in my very first show, The Nativity. I was the innkeeper and I was pissed off. <laughs> I was pissed off. And then, then, uh, in year two, we do Nativity again. In fact, year one, we did this odd Christmas show. It wasn't The Nativity. Right. I was the, the head of a caterpillar. Nice. You know, so not just a leg. Don't I was, legs, mate. No, yeah. I yeah. was a head. And I was pretty impressed. And then I got demoted in year two. From the nativity, and I'm like, I want one of them wise men because I was kind of into all wizards and things like that at the time. I want one of those wise men, and I got this close. I, I was a wise man's servant. I was not happy. He didn't do good for the ego. But then, Leavers Assembly, we did Jack and the Beanstalk, and I played Jack. Nice. What man. I didn't realize it was a backhanded compliment because I'm a short ass git, and it meant that the giant would look even bigger. But there we go. That's a harsh reality. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't get even, it gets worse when you get into the industry. <laughs> good mum, good mum. So, so you went to uni and you did, like it was acting based, wasn't it? What was your it was, it was an acting course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, mum. And so, and so let's say, go through uni, let's say a few, few sort of battle scars from a few drinks, like everyone. But then you, let's say you get <laughs> out, some. you get out at the end of it. Yeah. And then what? So, the, me getting into into the real world yeah was a really hard time for me okay um it was a really tough time i i left university with a hell of a lot of baggage um i went in with a lot of baggage into university and discarded that very quickly okay because it was a fresh beginning i was moving to a new town fresh beginning nobody knew who i was nice all i knew was i wanted to be a damn good actor yeah and that worked for me um, but then coming out of, of uni, there was so much emotional baggage going on. Plus there was career ambitions, yeah. which I, I was lucky enough and it's both one of my top achievements in my mind, but also one of the things that, that has held me back a lot, um, is so, uh, our year group, or not our year group, sorry, our course each year, yeah. they give, uh, two awards out male and female, to the best, um, it's referred to as the best actor award, but it's not. It's basically just 
best individual performance. Okay. Um, so not necessarily singling anyone out as the best actor, but they gave what we think is the best singular performance. Mate, mate it's, right. it's a best actor award. Like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I, don't, I don't like to label it that way because I, I think it's, it's too... I don't... I, yeah, I fair, just don't. Fair, fair. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, anyway. Um, so, so I got that award and that was wonderful because... I have always been, my goal has always been to be the best actor I can be. Nice. And one of the things that I've always been quite successful at doing is going, that's what I want to get. Yeah. And then I'll get it. Um, singular focus. I'm very good at that. Um, nice. Which was, which is another thing that cropped up when I came out into the real world. Yeah. But because I had that, uh, as wonderful as it was, I felt a hell of a lot of pressure that I hadn't felt before. Okay. Um, because now all my peers, I felt like there was high expectations from okay. me. Um, and I set up a theatre company because I was like, right, at least if I don't get any work, I can make my own work. Yeah, um, clever. Which I ultimately ended up pumping a lot of energy into. Um, and the, the company's still there, but I don't pump half as much energy as I, as I did. Fair. Um, because I realised one day, the amount of energy I'm pumping into this theatre company, if I pumped it into my acting career instead... I could be a lot further along. Okay, fair. Um, yeah. You've only so got a limited amount. You can only spread it so far. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. And also it comes back to this singular focus thing. Yeah. I'm not very good at spreading my focus far and wide at all. Yeah. I'm much better when it's just, that's what I want. How do I get it? And it takes you a little while to realise you're yeah. putting all your energy into the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah. And also yeah. because I, uh, my goal had always been become an actor. Yeah. That had always been the goal. And the path was very clear. Yeah. Get into drama school, train, you're an actor. Okay. And, and drama school, I say this is a completely novice mm-hmm. subject for me. Yeah, yeah. Is drama school outside of uni? So you get your degree okay, so, and then progress into drama school? Or is, is because so drama school a, is essentially um, the university for yeah. actors. I cheat when I say on a technical, although that's another thing entirely. I cheat if I say drama school, really, because I didn't go to a drama school, I went to a university. Yeah. But in my eyes, they're exactly the same fucking thing. Yeah. But the whole industry is just like, no, no, there's drama school. That's because it's five years behind the real world, mate. (laughs) Again, the conversation I was having last night with some actors, similar sort of thing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I cheat technically when I say drama school, but it's just easier than going, oh, look, I didn't go to drama school, I went to a university. I think we'll let you off. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so essentially they're the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go on, so talk through then. So you, you go to drama school, yeah, which you so, did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I go to drama school, you are an actor. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I did the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. But I'd never really, even when I was training, never really thought about what came next. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew that I had to move to London really. Um, not that you have to, because a lot of actors would argue with me there. Not that you have to, but yeah. really, um, it's worth the punt. I Bright think. lights bring you in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I moved to London. I was yeah, like, good. Now what? Um, and it was like well, you should probably get an agent, but I was kind of, like, but I don't really need an agent because I know I'm good. Yeah, and I know I can find myself work. Okay. And so I spent about two years unrepresented, which I wish I hadn't done. Okay, because I think I could have could be further along so there was all this kind of stuff going on and and kind of finding my feet and and a lot of um not really self-discovery because i it was almost like i was trying 
to pretend that everything was all fine. Okay. In hindsight, at the time, I don't think it was a conscious decision, but in hindsight, everything was fine. And I remember, I think it was about three or four months before we started doing the podcast, I remember I sat down with Jem. It was a hot summer's day. And I went, Jem, ah, I'm really not happy. Okay. Like everything that I'm doing, I feel like is just a waste of my time. I know what I want to do. I want to be an actor. Yeah. And I'm sacrificing a lot to do that. Um, but it's whatever, whatever I'm doing is just not working for me. Okay. Um, and because you weren't making the headway into it, so you weren't yeah. getting what you weren't getting the gigs or, um, it was a combination of things, but mostly yes. Okay. If you, if you were to really, really simplify it. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't getting acting work. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was focusing on a lot of the wrong stuff, um, in a disproportionate amount. Yeah. Um, compared to what I should have been focusing on. Um, so then following that, I then went through this kind of period of self-discovery. I thought it might even have been Jem said to me, here are some podcasts, listen to these. Because oh, I'd, listen, yeah, okay. I'd listened to podcasts for years. Um, you know, I'm a big Star Wars geek, as you can tell from all of the Star Wars memorabilia in my room, and you're drinking out of a Star Wars glass. And <laughs> So I'd been listening to uh, a Star Wars podcast for years. Yeah. Um, so I knew about them. I just never really explored that many different ones. Sure. Certainly in a kind of infotainment kind of way. It had always been entertainment podcasts. So, yeah, Jem, I'm pretty sure it was Jem put me, like, gave me a few and listened to those that might, you know, make you reassess things. And so then I kind of went through that uh, kind of that sort of content, the John Lee Dumas kind of stuff, yeah. this, that and the other. And, uh, yeah, and then that's when things started to collide and it kind of became this perfect storm for the podcast because then I'd kind of experienced all these different things, yeah. all of these trials and tribulations and all yeah. these difficulties of yeah. trying to do what I had always wanted to do. Yes. And yet also consuming all of this information of kind of going, think about it this way, think about it that way. Have you considered this? Have you considered that? <laughs> um, plus combined with me and Gemma having all of these conversations anyway. Yes. It, it was just the perfect storm for, yeah, for nice. the podcast really. Yeah. And I think that's what works really well again because so I... I say I have no idea who listens to your podcast, mm -hmm. yeah, but I assume that very few of them will be acting based, yeah. And yet, like the experience that you've gone through, the self and Chem, and the kind of how you've approached things, things you've struggled, it'll just be the same no matter what industry people are in, yeah. yeah? And so I do yeah. think, as you will know, <laughs> you chose one of the most ridiculous careers I to get would, into. I would yeah? say, and I've said this many times. <laughs> the most difficult yeah, career yeah. in the world. Because we all know Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz, you know, mm. you all know those kind of, and they're not even the top 1%, like they're yeah. the kind of top 0.001%, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And it's again, crazy. we've all heard of starving artists. Mm. So it is interesting, especially when you've had someone like yourself who's been so successful, had the award at the end, and you've got those kind of pressures for, and, and, and again, pressures are in your own head. Yeah. But you're kind of feeling it, looking around at people, thinking they're expecting great things of you too. Yeah. Yeah. You hit your perfect which, storm. Which, which, you know, maybe maybe that's too uh, inward looking, maybe, to look at it th that way. Okay. Um, now that I've heard it out loud, maybe that was a little bit too, um, yeah, self-involved, maybe. To be like, everybody's got all these expectations of me. Yeah. I must be a success <laughs> for them. Do you know what I mean? But but I think... And it's but it still definitely hindered me, definitely. And, and, and I still think... Uh, it doesn't matter who it is, 
you have pressures from different people. Mm. Like I say, one of the questions asked Chairman, asked the same to yourself, is that when, when you're going down this path, like, who are you, I was going to say, who are you trying to impress? That's an unfair question. Who are you feeling the most pressure from? I'd probably say myself. Okay. Really. Uh, I've always been, and I, I had this thing uh, in acting class. It was always about not being better than anybody else other than myself. Okay. It was always going to class yeah. and come out better today than you came out yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So it, I put a lot of pressure on myself. A lot of pressure on nice. myself. Too much. And, and while you're, let's say, so you've come out of uni, done really well, like you spent a couple of years without an agent, you, you're trying mm-hmm. to find the work. Like what are your mum and dad saying at that period? Like what kind of... Yeah, I'm really, really grateful, actually, for the fact that my parents... My parents have... And it's, it's kind of been their, uh, their entire parenting strategy, um, which for the most part I think is a very strong one and I will probably raise my kids the same way. Nice. Which is... Do what you want. However, don't expect us to bail you out if you get into trouble. Fair. Yeah, good. Because then you really weigh up the consequences of everything yes. that you do. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, the only negative that I have found from that style of parenting is that I end up, I overanalyze a hell of a lot and I end up not enjoying myself quite as much as maybe I would have done otherwise. I always listen to all of these crazy stories. Okay. I'm from a working class background. Although not many people know that because I don't sound like it. Because you talk, talk posh. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, I could turn it on when I want, it's all right. Um, but I, so I'm from a working class background. So being from a working class background, you hear all of these crazy stories about all these things that all these teenagers get up to. Yeah. That causing shit ton of trouble. And it sounds really exciting, really invigorating. And I haven't really done any of that because I've always weighed up the consequences of my answer. I always think... Yeah, but what if the police show up? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and so sometimes I've um I've held back from letting my hair down as much as maybe I would like. Um that being said, you know, I've had a perfectly happy life so far. God, that sounds morbid. Sounds like <laughs> I'm preparing myself for my funeral. Um no, but I, I have. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed myself, but but that's the only negative side I'd say from that parenting strategy. Yeah, so yeah. as it comes to like my career, yeah. My parents have always been in this position of just kind of like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Nice. None of this pressure of, well, you know, you should probably be a lawyer. Yeah. Because you'll make lots of money. Yeah. Um, I get that more from uh, other people's parents than I do from my own. Yeah. Um, which, you know, they mean well. But, yeah. But there's a certain certain understanding of, of why I do what I do. Yeah. That good. I think my parents have over anybody else. Good. What's, what's your definition of success, Wayne? <laughs> That was a deep beard stroking moment. It was because... So I had always said when I was training, I was like, if I could live 100% off of my acting work, yeah, then I've done it. Nice. And I'd probably say that's probably mostly still true. Um, the only thing that I have learned over time is also this... And yeah, also this uh, this thing of just kind of being free, yeah, to do what it is that excites you and inspires you, and not having to wake up every day 
and be like, right, what's the first thing on my list of things to do today? Oh, I have to go to the office today. Yeah. And then that will take up 40% of my day, 50% of my day, 60% of my day. Then I have to travel home. And then that final 20% of the day, I can actually do what it is that I want to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, for me, is my idea of hell. Yeah. So kind of both if i could have both those things the freedom to do what it is that excites me yeah and live 100 percent off my acting work then great i suppose in many ways if i'm living 100 percent off my acting work i'm kind of ticking that other box anyway i guess fair so, yeah fair but i said the first one is much more of a struggle than the second oh and, and the second it's practically unheard of unless you're a hollywood superstar yeah That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, you say that, but, I, you know, I, and I've had this conversation so many times over the last few years. I've really come to the realisation I have absolutely no intention of being, okay, not intention, because that's not true, uh, no desire yeah. to be famous. Unfortunately, the sorts of work that I want to do, I'm a massive Star Wars nut, for example, yeah. um, kind of requires it. It's either going to be a prerequisite to have to be famous in order to do it, sure, or consequence a byproduct yeah yeah so to do what i ultimately want to do i can't escape that fact yeah. but it's not really it's not a desire of mine it's not an aim of mine to be famous fair uh because i'd quite like to hop on the tube without being harassed yeah fair fair or at least you know without having to go in disguise yeah um yeah <laughs> good man so, so let's say you mentioned a number of times on the podcast that you used to you still still do work at the hotel to kind of make sure that you, you're basic. Yeah, so I, I work at the hotel now less than I did before, but yeah. the, the hotel's still a, still a thing. Yeah. It's still there. But more recently, you've kind of, so you, you say you're not great at spreading your energy across a number mm-hmm. of different things. Mm-hmm. The theatre company is still going. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've now got an agent. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, so you're pursuing that with a bit yeah. more savvy or aggression. You're still Definitely. doing a little bit of work at the hotel, mm-hmm. less than before, uh-huh. and more recently... Uh, that's a walking contradiction. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah? yeah, it's 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 interesting in a way because I've always managed to separate the money making from the acting. Yes, I had this interesting thing where I had grown up uh, looking at actors that had got sucked into the nine to five working to pay their bills thing. Okay. And I remember, I remember exactly where I was stood at that moment. It was on the street corner by a pub called The Horse and Jockey in Sun Caulfield. <laughs> uh, on the main road. And I went, oh, no, I can't do that. That's not me. I cannot let the nine to five, the whole system, yeah. stop me from being an actor. So in my head, they're two very, very separate things. But that being said, at the same time, um, I have spent a lot of my life since graduating slowly, very slowly, building a lifestyle that will allow me to do my acting. Yeah, good. One enables the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the the job that I've moved into in the last few months, I went into the interview and I said, look, here's the deal. I'm an actor. I don't want a career in whatever it is that you do. Yeah. <laughs> I want a career being an actor. I have a certain set of skills which you need. Yeah. Um, that I can offer. Um, but first and foremost, you have to understand 
that if an audition comes in and yes. they need me to be in tomorrow, I will be I there. I will be. Yeah, good. And if a job comes up good. and they're like, we need you for a month yeah. and I'm going to be in another country for a month, I'm going to be doing that acting job. I'm not going to be here. There are ways that we can work things so that maybe sure. we can make it work. Sure. But I'm flagging that up to you it's right now. It's just setting expectations right from the start, Absolutely. isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Because it was kind of like, if that can't work for you, I may as well just yeah, leave right Yeah, now. yeah. We're wasting each other's time. Yeah. And they obviously appreciated that. Yeah. One, one, the honesty, op- like, yeah. openness and honesty. Yeah. And two, the clarity of what they're actually getting because you got the role. Absolutely. Yeah? What that, is, go on. I think, I think that comes from as well, it's one of the reasons why I'm like, you don't have to move to London as an actor, but you probably should. Yeah. Because I feel like you would struggle to get that in any other city in the UK. That flexibility to work in Not in even your... so much that, just the understanding of ah. what an actor's lifestyle really is. Okay, nice. Because everybody that lives in London knows at least one actor. Okay, nice. One working, struggling actor. <laughs> um, and they go, oh yeah, no, I understand. Yes, yeah. Which I don't think you'd get in Birmingham. You no, because you can be as empathetic as you want. Like, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. But when the time comes, it's like, no, no, I need you in work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. it's like well, tough shit. Costa Rica, mate, a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Paid. Yeah, I, I'm being I, paid to go to Costa Rica for a month. I am out of it. <laughs> yeah. See you. Yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So good, mum. And so, what's the role? Let's say. So I am now a, a personal assistant for yeah. a vocal therapist. Um, so there's a little bit of crossover. She yeah, does nice. deal with uh, performance stuff, though it's mostly the medical side than it is performance side. Medical side? Yeah. So, for example, if uh, you have to have throat surgery for whatever ah, reason, it's the rehab afterwards and, and things like that. Yeah, completely missed that. I was thinking like hypnotherapy mm. voices or something like that. No, it's just it's, it, a lot of it is the same sort of t- techniques that actors learn. That's fascinating. When they're trained. So yeah. there is definitely that crossover. And it's quite good. I think because I'm an actor, I think it also helps. Yes. Because she can have a conversation with me about someone's voices and I can go, mm, well, that, that voice sounds a little bit off, a bit stuck in their throat or whatever. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she just needs to open her jaw more and blah, 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 blah. Fascinating. So we can have those sorts of conversations. So there's a bit of crossover there. And, and essentially... One of the things that you bring to Powerful Nonsense is the kind of the efficiency drivers, the productivity pieces. That's your one of your passions, at least. Yeah. And this is kind yeah. of essentially, you've well, got that's... a bit of freedom to deliver that at work. Now. Yeah. And interestingly enough, the reason that all of that efficiency, productivity stuff happened was because I was so determined to get this singular focus, even though adult life makes it practically impossible. Sure. Um, it's great when you're a kid and you can go, yeah, well, that's what I want to do with my life. So I'm that's what I'm going to do. do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, school is going, you need to think about what you want to study at uni. Yes. It's like, well, I know what I want to study at uni, so how do I get there? I remember bunking off maths because I was like, maths isn't going to be important for me. I'm an actor. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, <laughs> that mostly still to this day is mostly right, particularly now because I get a computer program to work out my accounts. Fair. <laughs> Fair, fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember bunking off a math lesson because I was like, my drama exam's coming up, that's more important to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. And so let's say, currently, in your drive for success, mm. you're doing a job that you're genuinely enjoying. Yeah. You've got that flexibility and understanding baked in mm-hmm. right from the start. Mm-hmm. And within a kind of career or field that you understand and can have some value or just, let's say, enjoy being. Yeah alongside kind of powerful nonsense uh-huh how's the acting going uh it's a slow start to the year yeah uh but the start of the year always is a slow start fair uh because 
the whole industry kind of builds up to panto season and then panto happens and then early January everybody goes oh thank <laughs> fuck that's over <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> so then everybody kind of sits on their laurels for a bit um Although that being said, this year a lot of my actor friends seem to be doing a lot of work. So yeah, nice. I need to step it up. But that being said, um, last year I didn't do all that much, partly because I was going through a transitional period with my agent, who had technically closed down, but on paper I was still represented. So I essentially had no agent for a okay. year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although on paper I did. Yeah. And I've just signed with a new agent early December. Nice. So still early days. I emailed them earlier actually, whilst you were interviewing Jem, um kind of going is there anything i can do yeah yeah what's uh, what's coming up it's a bit quiet <laughs> and i want to you know i know we're putting you're putting me up for stuff i'm putting me up for stuff but nothing's happening so yeah, okay you know where what's what's the skills gap or whatever yes why yeah. why aren't i being seen kind of thing which is actor's dilemma why aren't you seeing me and it's the same with any job isn't it it's yeah. when you kind of you're applying for things yeah. and you either get into interview and there's just someone better or you're not even getting yeah. to interview and you're like but, yeah. but this is the, on paper man i am yeah. perfect for this i don't get and it this is the thing right <laughs> that i wish more actors would understand is that really we're not in any other different boat than anybody else the only thing that's different yeah really is the fact that our jobs only last for about a month yes yeah okay. so we have to do it more regularly yes but everybody else is in the same boat yeah a good friend of mine is constantly looking for a new job yeah they're not happy where they are and he's constantly like, I found this perfect job. I'm like, yes, you're totally perfect for it. Great, I've got an interview. Great, good luck. Oh, nice. And then a week later, I didn't get it. Didn't get it. But why? You're perfect. You're perfect for it. Yeah, there was somebody that had a little bit more experience than me. Yeah. It's all the same bollocks. Yeah, It's yeah. all the same yeah. bollocks. And I think maybe it's, it's and, and this is why I like to say it is a special field, the... the the harshness for you guys is that it feels really personal. And again, maybe yeah. that is kind of partly, but yeah. but they can say, I don't know, yeah, this guy was just better at Excel. He loves his spreadsheets, mm. and so that's why he got the job, and you're just kind of average at spreadsheets. Whereas for yeah. you guys, it's either I didn't like the look of your face, your voice didn't quite fit, you weren't quite yeah. tall enough. I just think they're, that's, that's they're the a lot more kind of... Because the difference with most uh, careers is the what you provide is the product. Yes. So for me as a PA... What I provide from an organizational standpoint is yes. the product. Yeah. The systems I put in place is the product. That's what they're paying for. Whereas as an actor, what they're paying for is fundamentally me yeah. as a person. Raw. The, the tone of my voice, my physique, yeah. whether my hair looked good that day, uh, my height. My height is such... Honestly, you will not believe the amount of... Uh, character breakdowns I see that are like must be tall yeah, yeah and I'm like but do they have to be tall mate from one midget to another <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean how tall are you I don't know about five six okay yeah we're about the same we're about the same they're about from stretching if, yeah if, if I round it up slightly I always get people you're not five foot six I'm like technically you are right I am I have not hit five foot six but if you round it up I'm over five foot five and a half, which makes me five foot six if Mate, you round it your up. Your math right? is good. It's fine. Know, yeah, that's see, how it works. Those are the rules. Despite yeah. the fact that I bunked it off for that, <laughs> yeah, for that I drama. I know rounding up and rounding exactly, down. Exactly, you see. So I'm five foot six. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, bastard. No, um, <laughs> um, But yeah, and it's, and as you say, it's a very, very personal thing. But I say to a lot of actors, like, 
the irony is you kind of have to get over yourself. Yes. You have to get over yourself because you're, nobody's putting a gun to your head saying, yeah. you know, go in and be tested on, you know, whether or not you as a person are good enough. Because quite often as well, it's not even about whether or not you're good enough. It's not even necessarily about whether or not you are good looking or tall enough. Yeah. It might just be the fact that um, the, per- the other person that they cast that was perfect for the lead role and you're only coming up for a supporting role, they're six foot ten. Like, on camera, it's not even going to be practical yeah. for me to be stood next to yeah. him. There's actually a film that I did, it's on my showreel, where the actor was a full-on foot taller than me. And it worked, it did work for what they were going for. Right. It really worked. The comedic value for, for a sci-fi thriller. Nice. Really worked. But my God, from a practicality standpoint, that was a difficult <laughs> thing to shoot. Because you've got the cameraman trying to zoom out as far as they can He's just, to, just yeah, to fit us yeah. both in frame. Fair. And these are the things that, that you have to consider yeah, when you're casting things. And, and again, like I was going to say, in the real world, and I don't mean that. But, but oh, in, no, in, what, I do not live in a real world. Actors yeah, do not live yeah. in the real world. No, but, I was going to, but, but in the real world, when people are looking for jobs, and, and it has to be fair, and it has to be that this person is better for the role, mm. and, and yet, literally, it, in yours, it's the, I have something in my mind, and you are mm. not it. And therefore, that's not a yeah, pretty that, enough, that ugly ex- enough, whatever. It's just that you're not, you're not what I was thinking. That is exactly it. And yeah. I've cast things yeah. as well as a as somebody who owns a theatre company. Yes, I've been on the other side. Yeah. And I've, you know, it's been as simple as I've got looked at their photo and gone, no, it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to eliminate people somehow. Yeah, that's and that's just how it works. Isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. The, you know, on the flip side, I have held an audition where I've got like three people. I'm like. <sighs> Who do I choose? <laughs> Who do I choose? Because they're all good, but they all bring something completely different to the table. Yes. So then it's like, then you look at who else is in the cast and you go, well... How does it complement them, yeah. etc.? How does yeah. it complement them on the stage? How does it complement them off stage? Are they going to mingle with everybody as well? Fair. Because I've, I've seen their personalities. Which personality is going to... So sometimes it has absolutely fuck all to do with whether or not you're any good, whether you look right. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, did I actually enjoy your company? Yeah. But emotionally, it's just a raw rejection. On, on the other side, <laughs> yeah, 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 it yeah. really can yeah. feel that way. It really yeah. can. But um, I've kind of come to the point, and maybe it's because I worked in call centres for a long time. Okay. I just... Water off the duck's back yeah, to me now. Yeah, that's good. I, I do the audition and I go, I've not got that. And then I move on. Okay. And do you ever get it wrong, that's it? I find speaking to some of my mates, they come out of an mm. interview, which isn't an audition, uh-huh. but same idea, and they're like, oh, that was terrible, that was terrible, I got offered it. And the other ones where they come out going like, oh, I smashed it, and they don't. Um, or are you guys a little more clinical with your self-awareness and self-analysis? Yeah, I, I, just, don't, I just don't think I think on those terms, okay. in all honesty. I don't think I do. I've not really thought about it, to be honest. But I, don't, I never come out of an audition being like, I've smashed that. Yeah. Because no matter how prepared I am for an audition, I always feel underprepared. Um, again, it goes back to me putting a lot of pressure on myself. Fair. I always yeah. feel underprepared. Fair. Um, I know there was one audition that, funnily enough, the film I was just talking about, I completely smashed it, apparently. I had no idea that I did. <laughs> yeah, the good. role had already been cast. And I went in for a different, to read a different role. And... Um, then as I was in the audition, the director, who's now a very good friend of mine, she went, do you mind? I know you haven't prepared for it, but could you read this other role? Yeah. So there okay. I am reading this yeah. script, 
having not even looked at the lines, the intentions of that character, just yeah. doing it off the cuff. Yeah. So I was, well, I was for all intents and purposes, completely underprepared. Yeah. And then she put herself in this dilemma of going, well, he was great at that. Better than the guy I've already Isn't cast. That, I can imagine him at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I, I didn't think about it. I just went, yeah, oh, well, fair. you know. Fair. Um, and actually, funnily enough, I hadn't actually seen, for some admin error, I hadn't actually even seen the script for the film for that audition. <laughs> I went in and they went, right, are you ready for us? I went, uh, well, no, not really, because you didn't send me the script. And they were like, oh. I was like, so this guy that's technically behind me, do you want to do him first? Give me the script, I'll read it, and then we'll, we'll do it. So nice. I, I, had zero, I had 15 minutes prep for that entire film, and yet I Jeez. apparently smashed it. And yet then there's been other auditions where I've been like, yeah, I think that kind of went So what right. does that teach you? Next time you get a script, don't look at it. <laughs> 15, 15 minutes before, <laughs> yeah. rocking, like, yeah, I've maybe. got this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I just, I, maybe my talent's just that raw. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 so I don't think I think on those terms, to be honest. Fair. Fair. And I think it's safer to be that way. Yeah. Because you only get yourself worked up for excitement of, yeah, I smashed that, that role's totally mine, to then be told, oh, well, usually not even hear anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, to Real. then the other side where you go, oh, I absolutely destroyed that. You go and you eat a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's in one night. <laughs> Tough times. Um, you know, and you, yeah, you okay. go and get absolutely pissed because you're like, that was the worst audition of my life. Fair. And then they phone you up and be like, you got the role. Uh, we need you in great shape. And you're like... <laughs> 12 Ben and Jerry's later, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just healthier just to kind of go in, do the audition and leave. Yeah. And, not, and assume you haven't got it. That's kind of how I've kind of trained myself on a fair. subconscious level. And, and so let's like, say taking your, that focus that you have, that single focus, mm-hmm. do, do you still enjoy that and put that into your PA work? Assuming your boss isn't listening. Well, interestingly, I test all of the stuff that I implement. This is where I'm a bit of a tinkerer. Yeah. I test all of the stuff that I implement as a PA on myself first. Nice. So anything that I learn in trying to get myself, because I've got so many plates spinning yeah. all the time, yeah. I have to be super productive. So I have to try and find a way to automate or find a way nice. to be super efficient. So I'll find ways of doing that first, and then I'll go, right, that works. Now I apply it to my PA yeah, work. Perfect. Perfect. Um, because the more, the less I have to think about my PA work, yeah. the more I have time to think about what's really important to me. Yeah, good. That's not to say that I skive on the other job, but... No, but you're delivering what you need to. Exactly. Right? Yeah? So actually, you're really giving them the value. Yeah. But, and it's that 80-20. So actually, the kind of 20% output for you is giving them 80% of what they need. 100% maybe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's, exactly. it's giving them everything they need so without they still you still get the value. To, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you and that's the value transition. Yours, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. and that works nicely. Yeah. Good man. So, so essentially, that was the that was the kind of real dig into kind of who you are, what your real uh-huh. passion is, because that really kind of I mean, you mentioned it a number of times, but yeah, it's yeah. really trying to get that out of you. Yeah. What, what I wanted to do was sort of finish off with your two questions, mate. Yeah. So, oh, you bugger! Yeah, you yeah. pre warned me that this I was going to happen. Mate. As well. you, you, do you know, th- I haven't even fucking thought about. Chem struggled too, mate. So you enjoy. <laughs> so everybody struggles on these. It's good. That means they're good questions. <laughs> so there's True. three. I've got your two, and I'm going to stick another one on. Ooh. So let's say, tell me something. Obviously, that's powerful. And then something which is nonsense. They're powerful. Fuck, I really wish I'd thought about this. It's like you've never heard this question before. I know. <laughs> but when you're asking it, you never ever think about how you would answer. Um, okay, I'm going to do... I'm going to do... Actually, no. No. 
I've got my most powerful piece of advice. <laughs> I was going to go for nonsense, but I'm going to flip it on its head. So the most powerful piece of advice I've ever heard was from a podcast that, unfortunately, I no longer listen to because it was one of those that got cold when I couldn't keep up. <laughs> uh, but it was from the Unmistakable Creative podcast. I don't okay. know if you ever listened to that one. Nope. It's quite good. Um, not as good as powerful nonsense, though. Um, and he said that you should never let anybody should all over you. Okay, nice. And I think it's so true. And It's poetic, yeah. It is. Yeah. And another podcast reinforced it recently. It was The Art of Charm, as we always discuss The Art of Charm, because yeah. it is a great podcast. Somebody was on there, and uh, he said, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he said, the word should always begs the same question. According to whom? Fair. And Tight. Yeah. And do you know what? One of the things that I wish I'd done less of is listening to what other people told me I should do. Fair. I really wish I'd done less of that and just gone with my gut because it's usually when I go with my gut that I smash it. And you're honest to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Biggest load of nonsense? So biggest load of nonsense. Uh, <laughs> who came up with these bastard questions? Face is struggling. Biggest load of nonsense. I'm completely blanking. This is so tough. This is so, so tough. Um, Just going to leave the silence hanging. Yeah, no, do. No, it's good. Um, okay. This is just the one that's popped into my head at the moment. And I'm sure we've heard this before. But I think, uh, I say we, they have heard this before. Uh, but I think it, it kind of highlights another point. The biggest load of nonsense that I've ever heard is that if you want to make money, be an accountant. And the reason I use that as an example is yeah. because it highlights a lot of what we talked about as why we do the podcast and, and, and what the goal of the podcast yeah. is now, is that if you look at it statistically, one of the worst career moves you can make right now is to become an accountant <laughs> because they're going to be a dead breed in 20 years. Less than uh, probably. Harsh. Fair. Yeah, it's true. My yeah. accountant's great. My accountant's great. But the reality is that it's a dying occupation. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because, and it kind of goes back to that self, that awareness thing Yeah, is that the world is seriously changing and beware the advice, and I've said this to a lot of actors as well, beware the advice of the previous generation. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Because the previous generation <clears throat> lived in a completely different world to what yes. we did. Yeah, completely different world. And like, I use it as an example for actors all the time, but do you remember uh, 56K internet and trying to watch a video online? <laughs> It was like waiting for Christmas two years later. Yeah, fair. It was a nightmare. Um, and now, in like, video loads instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. And that just in of itself creates so many possibilities yeah, that weren't one. there before. And that's just a tiny, tiny change. And it's a lot of those people that want to give you that advice, isn't it? Those kind of like... And they mean I'm well. Not, I'm not going to dig at all they generations. They mean well. Yeah, they yeah. mean well. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. it just doesn't apply to the same level that it used to. Yeah, good man. Good man. Last one, uh, a regret. This is a surprise regret. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like I've almost answered that one. <laughs> but it was that kind of thing of um, 
listening to other people's opinions Fair. over my gut. Fair. So because we'll, I think if I look back on things where I kind of went, I, I did not do that. That was the wrong thing to do. Any specific occasion then? So interestingly, I was talking to Jem earlier about, um, again, it kind of applies to the acting industry, but yeah. this is kind of one that really sticks in my mind. I said when I was training, the industry that we work in as actors is on the cusp of a massive change, a massive revolution. Okay. Um, and the reason being is because of the internet, right? And one of the things that is going to happen is the fact that the superstars are not going to be decided by Hollywood anymore. They're going to be decided by yes. Joe Average yeah. and who's got the social media following. Yeah. You're seeing YouTube stars being plucked by Disney yes. going, yeah, yeah. work with us, work with us. Yeah. Because you have a... F- it's not because Disney have gone, they're great. No. It's because the population have gone, they're great. Yeah, and Disney have gone, see. we... Yeah, 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 yeah Disney yeah. have gone, we want a cut of that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I had said that years ago and I listened to the old generation of actors going, that stuff doesn't matter. Just be a good actor. Yeah. Just be a good actor. Yeah. The cream will rise to the top. And whilst that is true to a degree, sure. the other is true. What I had said was also true. And I had started to work towards that goal. Yeah. And then because I listened too much, Left it behind. I left it behind. And now I could be several years ahead of most of the acting industry yeah, in okay. terms of yeah. following. But I know that if everybody plays that same game, yeah. the people that are going to be at the top are going to be the ones that are just damn good actors as fair. well. Yeah, fair. So I just kind of wish that I had just trusted my gut on that because I've seen there's an actor who everybody in the industry knows who he is. They know his name. Joe Average doesn't know who they are. Okay. Uh, they're not famous. Yeah. But my God, you say his name in the industry, everyone's like, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. And he's done exactly what yeah, I said okay. we yeah. should have done. And he's, yeah, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, again, it's not because I want to be famous, but my God, he's always fucking working. Yeah. yeah that's, always that's it. fucking that's working. It. Fair. Yeah. So, I yeah, that's probably my biggest example the most recent example where I'm kind of going, I wish I'd listened to my gut instead. Yeah. And therefore you're acting upon that now. Just as Oh, a, absolutely. Yeah, I have that. doubled yeah, down. Good. I said to Gem earlier, it was like, I feel like I have to move really fast. Yeah, good I've got, I just I've got three to years now yeah, that I yeah. have to make up for where I didn't execute <laughs> yeah. on what I needed to execute on. Good lad. Good lad. Yeah. Mate, it's, it's, that's absolutely everything for me. Oh, say. It's been a privilege amazing. speaking that to you. That has been great. Say, We've gone yeah. for nearly an hour. It? Yeah, sorry. That's all right. That's fine. It's our podcast. We get to decide the rules. But that was a really good chat, man. Really, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. <laughs> Just being nosy. Well, you know, we all need to from a, on occasion, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was really, really good. That, and I'm glad that you offered to kind of do this as well, actually, because I hadn't really considered the fact that our audience don't really know anything about us. Yeah, and I think I said it. to you on the phone, like, yeah. I think it was a semi-deliberate subconscious decision. Fair. Um, because we didn't want it to be... We didn't want to be the guys at the top going, look at how successful we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't want that, so. But again, I think that's the appeal of the both of you, mm. is that, like I say, genuinely, you have a really nice chemistry and you're not completely up your own asses. Like, you're both kind of... Well, like, uh, you know... <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's again, like you, you both. No, got as that. in, as in, as in, you know, I, I'm I'm good at fooling people into thinking I'm not yeah. my own ass. No, I'm joking. Fair. But no, you, I'm joking. You both got the strength of your convictions. Yeah. You, know, you both execute upon the things that you're suggesting, and like I say, you're both pretty free with how you structured your lives, and that say there's the big appeal for listening to you is so you're not, like I say, yeah, pretending you're on a beach or mm. kind of sat there on a beach maybe with kind of millions in the bank just because. And yeah, you can be like me. <laughs> and what's the point? Ah, there you go, there you go. And that's what's why I like say genuinely, you, you laugh a lot. It's good to listen to you both. I just mm. thought it was really interesting for other people also for, let's say, learning a little bit more about yourselves. No, honestly, it's really appreciate it. Really, really do. So thank you. <laughs> um, so I guess I, I guess I have to do the outro, right? Gem's not here, mate. It's yours. <laughs> I normally do the outro anyway, so I don't know why I made such a big deal of that. There we go. Um, great. So, um, oh, Adam, I know that you're kind of like want to be humble about this sort of thing, but how can we, how can, because people know who you are now, how can they find you should they need to? <sighs> So, so they can't yet. <laughs> so uh, I've, not, okay. I've not really set anything up yet. So not like on say, Twitter? For, for me... Uh, I think I am. I don't use it. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. so uh, all those things will come clear. So let's say if you can watch this space and I'll come back at another point in okay. time. But uh, Yeah, well, make sure that you hit us up yeah, when you've got so. things to send people to and yeah. we will send them to them. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Nicely dodged there, my <laughs> friend. Yes. Nicely dodged. <laughs> um, so I would say if you want to find Adam, find him. But uh, good luck with that. Um <laughs> If you have been enjoying the show, though, do you know what? Actually, if you've been enjoying the show and you haven't subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Head on over to iTunes, open your podcast app, whatever. Type us in, Powerful Nonsense. Hit subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. And also, we've mentioned at the top of the interview how a lot of you aren't reaching out to us. So please, for the love of God, reach out to us. <laughs> we want to know who you are, all you lurkers. It's kind of intimidating. The numbers we're seeing, it's intimidating. You all know my, the sound of my voice, and yet I don't know who any of you are. Um, so hit us up. Uh, you can tweet me at Wayne underscore Ingram. Jem uh, is at C-K-Y... No, C... Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> C-K Yildiz, I think. C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z, I think. He's not here. He can't back me up. Uh, but or, tell you what, email him. Gem at powerfulnonsense.com. That's C E M. Or email me, Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. A huge thank you to Adam. Really appreciate this dude. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we will catch you next time. Bye.